rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. That was fun. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the Right Side of History, Decency, Dignity, Democracy, and Humanity. And don't we need that right about now, right? And um, if you are on other chat, uh, other platforms, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster to join the greatest chat room in American history. And I'm not just saying that because it's at uh, youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. It's for real. We are for real. And the chat room is filling up and uh, there are great people in the chat room, great friends and uh, the producers of the show, frankly. So I really do appreciate that. I can't do it without you. So if you can, please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin so we can keep the show going and growing and keep my mental health going. I don't know if it's about growing, but it'll keep going. Going in the right direction? Yeah. And uh, where else? What am I talking about? Oh, yeah. APS Radio News. The show is being broadcast there, as far as I know. I don't know. I haven't heard anything lately, but I'm, I've, I'm going with the no news is good news thing. And where else? Rockfin.com. SoundCloud. iTunes. Stitcher. And then, of course, on Progressive Voices which we all love and give the show a good review on iTunes. Oh yeah. FYINation.com. These are all the places you can bump into this show, uh, <laughs> whether you like it or not. And what else? I don't know. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, so I'll just dive right in because I don't know why I'll, I, I, I also want to, I got, um, just want to show you, I had, I don't know, something happened. I think I got bit by something. I got bit by a spider. I don't know if it was a radioactive spider. I wish. But I I have a very, I don't know, here and here I got bit or something. Because I think I got bit, either that or I got poison ivy there in those two spots. But I think I got bit when I was out working with the community cats. Something attacked me. And I have, like, it's very itchy, so if you see me scratching there, you have to tell me to stop. But I have, like, calamine lotion on. I, I have a wrap on it because to stop myself from scratching. All right, what else? Not, what, not that you, whatever. I'm just telling you. I'm, I, I, yeah, I don't know what happened. It, I think it was, I think it was a, some kind of spider or something because it was two, the bites were exactly the same. On, but in weird spots, you know, not next to each other. One on the top of my hand and then another here under my arm, under, you know, my forearm. And they looked, it was just weird because they look exactly the same. And then, of course, surrounded by um, very itchy uh you know, welt. It was, I don't know. I don't know what kind of spider. It was. It had to be a pretty big spider. But I was doing a lot of crawling around in the bushes <laughs> the other day, so, for the community cats, so. 
Maybe something attacked me. I have no idea. Whatever. All right. So uh, what else? Where are we going to go from here? I, I I was listening to Tom Harmon earlier, and it is really concerning when Tom Hartman is is saying that he's concerned. That, that concerns me, you know? You think there's a flea bite? Could be. I mean, aren't fleas small? I mean, the bite was, like, big. And two, like, two, it looked like, two, like, like, uh, whatever, like two spots. Anyway. I can't show you. It's disgusting. So, yeah, anyway, so Tom was really, um, he was saying that we're in for it if the Republicans, well, he said Republicans, but if they get power in the midterms, we're, we're in for a tough two years, he said. Uh, and that's putting it pretty mildly. And if the Republicans get power, they won't, it, it, it's not about two years. They're not letting go. We should take them at their word by now that they really hate democracy. Now, here's the thing. You guys, and I'm sure you've been watching the January 6th hearings, and no, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not allergic to bees, thank goodness. I'd be in the hospital now. I don't know what it was. Could be a bee sting, maybe. I don't know, but why would it itch so much? Maybe it's poison ivy, but uh, the thing that makes me think I was bit by something is because there's two exact things two like bumps that looks like i was bit uh, side by side like two like some kind of bing 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 so uh if it was if it said bing 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 i might have thought it was cute or something but so yeah it looks like fangs like two fang marks <laughs> all right whatever i'm still waiting to be able to i don't know swing from a web around the city yeah so um if the republicans get power in the midterms they're not letting go of it and okay so i'm sure what what was i saying so we're we're watching the january 6th hearing and i'm sure you've been watching it too with a couple of things that cross my mind first of all uh let's not praise pence you know what i mean okay he did the right thing when he it's sort of like lincoln in a way even though he's i mean the comparison is is strained i know but lincoln did the right thing after he exhausted every other option right so that's what it feels like with with pence he looked for a way to do Trump's bidding. He called everybody. He called, um, you know, uh, the, uh, what's his, you know, friggin' the other VP that sucked. They all suck, but he called around asking for advice. What, do you have any wiggle room here? Dan Quayle, yeah. Calling Dan Quayle? So, c- give me a break. So he did the right thing. And then the other thing, he did it, we, but do you see, it's sort of, the, the thing that's so annoying about this time that we live in, it's, it's like we all expect the Republicans to do the worst 
And when they, whenever they do something correct, then they're praised to the hilt and everything else kind of falls by the wayside. It's like as if we expect them to be a bunch of traitors. Of course I do, but we shouldn't give them pats on the back for, for Pence doing the right thing now, one time. Where was he for four years? You can't tell me he didn't know that Trump is a con man. Of course he did. And the other thing that was irritating to me was all this Bible quoting in the hearing. Come on. And the Democrats, this is why, right? They get on my nerves. They're doing it too. Bible quote. Can you tell me what Bible quote you clung to? What? I was uh, reading Daniel 9, 3, or whatever the hell. Who cares? What what quote from the ancient book of fables were you clinging to? That, as well, is, is dangerous. And why we're in this boat, in my opinion. Because, you know, uh, there was supposed to be a separation of, uh, you know, wall of separation between church and state, I think the founders would be appalled, frankly. I know, uh, you know, they, they, they lived in a world that saw the dangers of an intertwined church with, uh, with government. That's why they created a system where there was no religious test but here we are. Everybody's quoting the Bible in the January 6th here, and then, the, and then the, the Democrat is asking him about it. And they're both exchanging Bible quotes. And this is where we get to Trump standing in front of a church holding a Bible. You know what I mean? How, how ridiculous. You know what I mean. There I go again, right? I'm sorry. I don't know. So, okay, let's not get so excited that Pence did the right thing once. One, for once in his rotten life. You know, how about trying that every damn day? Well, where were you, Pence, when he was, you know, using taxpayer money to strong... All oh, right, hold on. You know, where was Pence when he was... When, when the con man was, I don't know, uh, vilifying the minority group du jour. Well, of course, Pence is the same. Where was Pence, you know, when he was praising Nazis or using taxpayer money to, to you as his own personal uh, extortion fund? Where the hell was Pence? Right? And Pence has absolutely no dignity like the rest of them. All of the Republicans, same. They're all the the same. They're all about themselves, their own personal power, as the hearings attest. The this lawyer, you know, they were talking about um, John Eastman, this prick. Why isn't that prick in jail? Well, and and I have to ask again, why isn't Steve Bannon in jail? What, how can you just walk around 
in open contempt of Congress. Let's see if, they, if I could try that. Of course, I probably would never be subpoenaed before Congress because I wouldn't be a traitor. You know, but he's out there openly in defiance, in contempt of Congress, the Congress that the founders fought a revolution to create and entrust to us, and he's openly plotting a coup on his podcast, which not so coincidentally now has a picture, he has a picture of Jesus behind him on his backdrop. Unbelievable, but very believable. And I have to ask, you know, how much longer? And this is the problem with Republicans and Democrats. I mean, of course, the Demo- I mean, the Republicans are a lost cause, but the Democrats, same thing. They still pine for this mythical middle ground. This, as if if they, if you pander enough. You're the, 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 these filthy fascists are all of a sudden going to wake up, you know, and be like, yeah, I think I'll vote for the Democrat. How about you just promote policies that work for more than just the 1%, you know, do, do like Bernie Sanders and stop with the, uh, the pandering and the Bible quotes if you want to have, if, if you want, if you're religious, go pray in your closet like the Jesus you pretend to worship told you to. You know what I mean? Man, yes, I, you know what I mean. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? Christo-fascists never change. That's right. And this is where we are. And that's why it's incredibly concerning to me. Because... It's both sides. Both sides of the fence do it. The Democrats are tedious with this pa- with their pandering, but hold on a second. Got to open up my. Oh shit! Hold on. Oh, my windows closed. Tara Buster. Oh six seventeen. So hold on. All my, uh, all my reading material. Yeah. Where do I want to begin? Well, let's see. Where do I want to begin? Okay, here we go. This is where I want to begin. Uh, it is Christo-fascism, and here we are. So, for example, this is from Business Insider. Undermining of abortion rights is extremely rare and goes hand-in-hand hand with creeping authoritarianism. It's all authoritarianism, and that's why it's, and the Democrats need to fight. Why don't they listen to this show? You know what I mean? Shut up with that, right? <laughs> now that you guys have mocked me for saying you know what I mean, that's all I hear. And I'm, I, it's making me self-conscious. So. so I have to stop. I have to just stop. 
being self-conscious. It is what it is. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm just talking myself off the ledge right now. Okay. The Supreme Court appears po- poised to overturn Roe v. Wade, of course, but experts wor- warn a rollback in abortion access is indicative of backsliding democracy. Well, as we know, for the first time, the United States has been listed among the backsliding democracies. This is another reason the Democrats need to unapologetically fight and point this out. Every move we make, I mean, it's, and we would talk about this in the other show, about, now, if you go on Twitter, in the last show, I should say, if you go on Twitter, what will you see all over the Republican Twitter sphere? Gas prices. Them complaining about gas prices. Don't, don't, it's no treason here. Don't worry about the treason. Uh, I'm worried about gas prices. This is the, the framing. Don't worry about, um, you know, half of them are all saying, I can't, I just had to choose between food and gas. Bullshit. You know what I mean? P- prove it. First of all, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's not happening to some people, but you know, the Republicans, they're, they're, uh, half of them, who knows where it's coming from. I don't, I wouldn't believe some rando on Twitter. Oh, they're struggling. And if that's the case, connect the dots. Why did the Republicans vote against the gas pricing, um, the gas, what do you call it? The oil, big oil, um, price gouging, you know, and let's go back even further. If not for Reagan, we wouldn't even be in this boat. So there is no institutional memory in this country. The, we, we, I, it's like we're a bunch of goldfish. We go around the, the bowl one time and we forget. It's like a new day. But the fact is, <laughs> Reagan took the solar panels off the White House. And what did, well, remember when Jimmy Carter gave that speech about energy independence? I mean, I was a little kid. But some people might remember, and if you're our millennial correspondent, Mark, or, or others, uh, you know, of the younger generation, it breaks my heart to think that if we had only followed his, you know, he didn't have to, he didn't have to be the president. Reagan didn't have to go back and roll everything back and make us big oils bitch. Because that's what he did. And why would you do that? You know, if you love your country, don't you want to set your country up for success? Why would you do that? Why would you roll back energy policy that would make you completely independent of authoritarian assholes all over the world? You know, right now, we could be free from foreign oil, if not for the Republicans. R- am I wrong? Of course not. I wish I were. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat.
And I also want to thank Richard W. for Richard W.'s super chat. Is Richard back? I thought I thought Richard um, gave a super chat in the show, in the earlier show that was effed up. The audio was effed up. So thank you, Richard. Hold on. Oh my! Everything is slow tonight on my on my computer. I need a new computer. This is the problem. Here we go again. I, all right, whatever. I'm not going to complain about it. You just have to get it. Get a new computer one day. One day soon, hopefully. Well, anyway, so here's from The Guardian. I'll, I'll read the other thing in a second. So uh, the 1977 White House climate memo, memo that should have changed the world. Years before the climate crisis was part of our national discourse, this memo to the president predicted catastrophe. In 1977, Star Wars hit the movie theaters. New York City had a blackout that lasted 25 hours, and the Apple II personal computer went up for sale. It was also that year that a remarkable one-page memo was circulated at the very highest levels of government. Years before the climate crisis was part of our national discourse, this memo outlined what was known and feared about the crisis at the time. It was prescient in many ways. Did anyone listen? So the memo is, release of fossil CO2 and the possibility of catastrophic climate change. Okay, Executive Office of the President, Office of Science and Technology, a memorandum to the President from Frank Press. By July 1977, the President, Jimmy Carter, had only been in office for seven months, but he had already built a reputation for being focused on environmental issues. For one, by installing solar panels on the White House. I mean, doesn't that break your heart? It's 1977. He also announced a national renewable energy plan. We must start to develop the new unconventional sources of energy we will rely on in the next century. And here we are in the next century, and we're still big oil's bitch, thanks to the Republicans. And these fuckers are... They're crying about gas prices. Well, you know what? You wouldn't have to cry about gas prices if not for Republicans. You know what I mean? For God's sakes. It's, it's so irritating how we constantly give the Republican Party a pass for everything, for always being on the wrong side of history, for dragging us back to... I mean, for never setting us up for success. Never. They just get a pass then on top of all of their their warnings, all of their fear mongering that never come to fruition. Right. Never. You know, where are where's all the 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 people marrying their pets? I don't know. We've had. uh legal marriage between people of the same peepee for a long time now. Don't you think the people marrying their pets would have been rampant by now? How about the death panels? 
from Obamacare. I thought Obamacare, no, we already had death panels, as we know. They were the insurance records, but, you know. That's the way Republicans like it. They, they're not happy unless they're, they're murdering America somehow. And I guess it's where this is, this is all part of the plan. I suppose. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't. I know that they're fascists, but are they, are you that selfish? You know? I guess so. It's, it's unbelievable, frankly. But we'll, we never point fingers, right? The Democrats will just, I guess they'll be like, oh, my, uh, my, uh, my, I got some bipartisan votes for something that doesn't fucking matter. Why don't, you know, the Democrats should be beating this, they should have been beating the drum all along, saying, well, if every time the Republicans complained about gas prices, <laughs> they should, the Democrats should counter, well, if it weren't for Republicans, we wouldn't even have to worry about this. We would be completely renewable by now. If it weren't for Reagan, instead of quoting Reagan, like Obama used to do incessantly, which made me want to puke, give credit where credit's due. Give the party of personal responsibility the credit. Let them take responsibility. Do, do they ever apologize? You know? Do they ever apologize for being wrong? Never. Instead, they create the problem and then they exploit the, the pain caused by that problem to entrench their, their, themselves into the halls of power again so they can create more problems for the American people. They don't give a shit about the American people in any way, shape, or form. All they consider, the, the American people, they, all people, they consider people nothing but pawns to be exploited. And that's their hero, Anne Rand. Now, don't take my, my word for it. This, this, is, this is the bitch that they, the, uh, one of their heroes. You know, what are, what are the masses but to be used as fuel for those who deserve it? Uh, and that's a, pa I'm paraphrasing one of her quotes, but... This is the, the, the dumb, the, the sociopathic bitch who they, they pass around her ramblings like, uh, like she's the goddamn Bible, you know? They don't care. I mean, it's just, it's just so obvious to me that the, you know, the American people want people who will fight. Do you ever hear Bernie Sanders saying, what's your favorite Bible quote? And here's a Bible quote. No, he's just, he's too busy fighting for things that actually matter in people's lives. Because <sighs> oh, it shouldn't matter. Oh, I, uh, what were you, what Bible quote were you leaning on when the traitors were, were chanting, hang Mike Pence? What does that matter? What what book of uh, the ancient book of fables, written by a bunch of people who didn't even didn't know what I mean they didn't know where the sun went at night. 
They thought the sun went up uh, Zeus's asshole. <laughs> you know, I mean, for real. I don't know. I'm just making that up. But you know what I'm saying. They thought Atlas was holding up the world. They didn't know. They thought the. I mean, they didn't know what happened when you f went out past the horizon. They thought you fell off. And we're gonna look at these these people, these uh, these misogynists, these the the from a an entrenched slave society. I can't even speak. What ancient, what quote from the, from the, from the demon haunted world? God help us. We must now, here's from, from 1977. For one, by installing here we go. He built a reputation for being focused on environmental issues for one by installing solar panels on the White House. He also announced a renewable energy plan. We must start now to develop the new unconventional sources we will rely on in the next century. He said in an address to the nation. I remember. I do. And I, well, I just remember the, the clips of it. The climate memo arrived on his desk a few days after the Independence Day celebrations on July 4th. It has the ominous title, Release of Fossil CO2 and the Possibility of Catastrophic Climate Change. One of the first thing that stands out is the stamp at the top that says, saying, the president has seen. See, well, we had, see, this is why Republicans hate Jimmy Carter on top of the fact that they're just out to murder America because Jimmy Carter is an actual Christian and an actual patriot, and that's actually confusing to them. You know, you don't see Jimmy Carter. What's he doing with his time now as a 90, in his 90s? Building Habitat for Humanity. When he lost the presidential election to another traitor, Ronald Reagan, who committed treason to, to uh, get his chance to destroy America. And that's what he was negotiating behind the back of the sitting president with enemies who held our American people hostage. Hold on. But what did Jimmy Carter do? when he lost the election he conceded yeah and then he went back and he taught he taught uh sunday school and built habitat for humanity and he's still doing it what do republicans do what did what do any of them do what did george bush senior do he went on uh the with all of his, you know, uh, bullshit. What, what was that? The, the Carlisle group. All the movers and shakers doing nothing for humanity, but certainly lining their own pockets. What, what does George Bush Jr. do? Besides not take any responsibility for the war he lied us into. 
He paints the toes of of himself. Oh, he paints portraits of veterans who are wounded thanks to the illegal war he lied us into. I guess well they got off easy. Or he got they got off easier than the ones who never came home from the illegal war based on lies, you know? I mean there's never there's no re- accountability for republicans. So and and because there's never accountability. Now people are talking about it's the anniversary of of um, Watergate. Nixon should have went to jail. The worst thing that Ford did was pardon another criminal. And they set up this um, this illusion that the president is above the law. And here we are. There's never accountability. So, let's see. The memo's author was Frank Press, Carter's chief science advisor and director of the Office of Science and Technology Policy. Press was a tall, serious geophysicist who had grown up poor in a Jewish family in Brooklyn and was described as brilliant by his colleagues. Oh, he was probably a pencil neck, elitist, Right? He's probably something... He Maybe he didn't quote the Bible. Before working with the Carter administration, he had been the director of Seismological Laboratory at the California Institute of Technology and had consulted for federal agencies, including the Navy and NASA. Carter had a great respect for Frank Press and for science, says Stu Eisenstadt, who served as Carter's chief domestic policy advisor from 77 to 81. So the press starts the memo by laying out the science of climate change as, as it was understood at the time. Fossil fuel combustion has increased at an exponential rate over the last 100 years. The memo starts... As a result, the atmospheric concentration of CO2 is now 12%, the pre-industrial revolution level, and may grow to 1.5 or 2.0 times that, that level within 60 years. Because of the greenhouse effect of atmospheric CO2, the increased concentration will induce a global, a global climactic warming Climatic, am I saying that right? Warming of anywhere between 0.5 to 5 degrees Celsius. These far-sighted assertions were in line with the climate science that originated in the previous decade when the U.S. government funded major science agencies focused on space, atmospheric, and oceanic science. Research produced by Johnson in 65 found that billions of tons of carbon dioxide is being added to the Earth's Earth's atmosphere by the burning of coal, oil, and natural gas. Okay, let's get to the blah, 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 blah. Let me see. It's very, it's just, uh, it's heartbreaking. So let's see. So what happened when the press's when press's memo made it to the president's desk? 
Jim Schlesinger, America's first Secretary of Energy, also attached his own note in response. My view is that the policy implications of this issue are still too uncertain to warrant presidential involvement and policy initiatives. Carter seems to have heeded this warning and did not make much progress on climate, yet he did sign some significant pieces of environmental legislation, including initiating the first federal toxic waste cleanups and creating the first fuel economy standards. Significant challenge facing Carter was his own contradictory energy aims. Despite his goal of encouraging alternative energy, he also felt there was a national security interest in boosting U.S. oil production in the wake of the 73 oil crisis. Still, it seems possible that if Carter had been reelected, the world might have been in a better position regarding climate impacts today. One of the first things Reagan did after winning the election in 81 was to take down the White House solar panels. Why would you do that? Unless you are Big Oil's bitch. That's it. You wouldn't do that if you're trying to help your country. It makes absolutely no sense except that you're out, you're, you're, you know, you don't care. You're short-sighted and greed-centered. And, you know, why would, even given everything, let's just say that Reagan believed in, uh, you know, he was doing it with the best of intentions, let's just say. What, what is the harm of having a clean energy source? Why wouldn't you pursue that? Why would you take the solar panels off the White House? uh, You're right? Am I wrong? Am I right? Or am I right? Hello, everybody in the chat. What's going on? What's going on in this chat room? A lot of people are talking about mind in the gutter what's happening so anyway am i am i wrong here for i I just think that the republicans they get away with all their failures again and again and again and of course this is the reason they can get away with it is because of corporate media and media in general. In fact, there was this other article that I I meant to get to, and now that I'm thinking of it, let me see if I can find it. Because it was it was a study that basically just backs up everything I've been saying. That it was, um, and everything we talk about on the show, how how damaging the um, the concentration of media was and is and continues to be. And in fact, this, there, this study, here it is, here it is. This is from 2015. A study links U.S. polarization to TV news deregulation. What have I been saying for years? 
This is from Washington State University. By Darren Watkins and Edward, um, Edward R. Murrow College of Communications. Increasing American political polarization is linked to TV news deregulation following the Federal Telecommunications Act of 1996, according to a Washington State University study. After 1996, we see changes in polarization based on how much television people are using, says researcher Jamie Heimelowski, assistant professor at WSU, Edward R. Murrow College of Communication. He conducted the study with Murrow colleague Maya Hutchins and former colleague Michael Beam, now at Kent State. Their work was recently published online in the International Journal of Public Opinion Research. So, the Telecommunications Act sought to open markets, at least that's what they said, right? We're opening markets to competition. That's what that's how Clinton um, sold it to the to the dumbass plebs. To the dope. Do you know, I mean, I like, and I've talked about this. I was in college when this was happening, and uh, we knew <laughs> that it was going to be a disaster for for democracy in general. So you, they, you can't tell me that the uh, the bright minds in the White House didn't know. But the result was consolidation. Yeah, because Clinton and they all sold it as. It's going to open up markets to competition. But it ended up... This is what always happens. The rich can just gobble everything up. Hold on a second. This is Tara Devlin, Unapologetic Liberal Talk. All right. We're reading from a study that's um, from 2015 saying everything I've been saying every goddamn show that the um, deregulation is directly responsible, media deregulation is directly responsible for the polarization in this country. So don't give me, um, when the pundits on the corporate media opine about our division how divided this country is and they don't they don't know why they think it's because why we don't respect each other we don't see each other as fellow americans and this is all true but just like nobody's connecting the dots back to reagan making us big oil's bitch back in 81 keeping us as big oil's bitch Right. No one's connecting the dots to this to the Telecommunications Act or the consolidation of media. What do you expect? You know, what's going to happen when you whittle away at the pillars of democracy? Of course, you're going to get money and not just I mean, you're going to get concentrated money and power that gobbles everything up and now they're they have i mean it's like a snake gobbling up democracy they've almost swallowed us whole at this point 
So, yeah, the Telecommunications Act sought to open markets to competition, but the result was consolidation. This included large companies like Fox and MSM and uh, NBC buying smaller and independent TV stations and cable news channels. <sighs> Scholars and pundits have voiced concern that the U.S. government has become increasingly inept at solving important problems. Many point to the political polarization as the culprit, with evidence of increasing attitude divergence among party elites, interest groups, and activists. Well, why? The Murrow researchers found that U.S. citizens have become increasingly polarized since 1996. And they found that the greater use of TV news is associated with higher levels of polarization. Our study is unique, they wrote, in that it, focused on it, it focuses on a specific moment, 1996, that perpetrated, perpetuated changes to the media system. Earlier studies have put forward val various explanations for how these changes may have contributed to polarization. They explain, for example, having more TV news choices means programs can target particular consumers and consumers can pick the news they prefer. Also, corporate consolidation of TV news resulted in drastic cuts to newsroom budgets, reducing coverage and variety. And that's, the, as far as Fox News is concerned, they, they led the way. Fox is, was never a news channel. It was always a propaganda channel and that's how it was sold to nixon back in the day as gop tv in the powell memo they talked about we need media we need to we need to own the media and we need to infiltrate uh you know uh universities and they're yeah they're pretty they were pretty successful pretty successful let's put it in mild we thought it was important to look at polarization in the united states given that we have increasing polarization in congress this is all connected and some evidence that people in general are polarizing with their attitudes and likes and or dislikes for the out party am i wrong i mean i wish i was wrong I was wrong once in 1972. <sighs> it's unreal. But you never hear anybody talk about that. It's just, it just falls by the wayside. There's so many other problems. But that's why I get a little despondent thinking, how will we ever overcome? Because we have so many problems. But it all really go comes down to money and politics. It comes down to money and greed being the only American value now. That's it. That's, that was the American value when Reagan took the solar panels off the White House. That was the American value when Clinton signed the Telecommunications Act. And why... What do they think is going to happen when you are chopping away 
at the pillars of democracy. And this is how it has to be presented, that we need um, universal programs. We need regulation because it's about democracy. It's about creating a more perfect union and a country that works, on, well, and a government that responds to the needs of the people. And this is why the wants and needs of working people have a statistically insignificant effect on government policy. And that right now the Republicans and Democrats are trying to, they, they, they can't find common ground on this effing bullshit gun legislation that all the corporate media are touting as some kind of uh, progress. They're saying, well, um, let's not let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And this is good news, watching these dumbasses all work together. Working together, doing the basic bare nothing. Republican, apparently with this, um, with the gun distraction legislation it's not even it's it's just something so the democrats i mean and the, well so the republicans can say see we uh, we did something the shootings continue and in fact that's the we should change the that state statement not the beatings will continue until morale improves the shootings will continue it never stops but they're saying the, some of the Republicans are saying that they they can't go along with it because they there's a loophole in uh, the red flag law called the boyfriend loophole. So if, if you've ever committed domestic violence against your your spouse, that's one thing. Then your you the a red flag goes up. But if you're just somebody's boyfriend that you can slip through the cracks and that but the republicans are worried that um how far back it goes you know if you beat the shit out of your your girlfriend uh you know like five years ago <laughs> you can get an ar-15 no harm no fat you should get one yeah because you only beat the shit out of the bitch once five years ago Unreal. And of course, what part of well-regulated don't they understand? But hey, <sighs> I'm sick of it. Oh, look, speaking of sick of it, I just want, looked at Twitter because Trump is, he's, uh, you know, lying, lying to radical left. Politics has become their religion. Oh, my God. It has warped their sense of right and wrong. They don't have a sense of right and wrong. Yeah, True and false, do. good and evil. But the radical left... We have no sense of right and wrong. The radical left. I wish. Where's the radical left? Is that where the mythical Antifa is? They have no they have no sense of right and wrong. It's coming from a con man who has a fake had a fake university, a fake vitamin scam. Someone who was ordered to take a course 
in not stealing from your from a charity this piece of dirt that these con that that, that the entire Republican party worships a, a goddamn traitor they knew he was a traitor from the jump so don't you know as we started the show talking about pence let's not get too misty about pence standing up when the time was right well thank god right good good you did it once but he was right out there again defending Trump. They all were. They continue to do it. All you got to do, it's really embarrassing. I mean, don't that, I would say they have, they don't have any dignity, of course. But none of them do. Wait a minute. Well, here comes the the music. Hold on. This is Tara Devlin. I'm just looking for this. My com- my uh, damn computer is slow. It's so annoying. Yeah, here we go. This is what I was thinking of. This video. The Republicans, they all knew. Look. I want to talk to the Trump supporters for a minute. I don't know who you are, and I don't know why you like this guy. Whatever he does, he accuses everyone else of doing. The man cannot tell the truth, but he combines it with being a narcissist. A narcissist at a level I don't think this country's ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. And my concern is that he would grab up that power and really uh, treat the country as sort of his uh, little bully fiefdom. Yeah. Rand Donald Paul. Trump is everything I taught my children not to do in kindergarten. Yeah. You got it. Nikki. You've been exploiting working Americans for 40 years. That's right, Rubio. He's a race baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. He says he's for the little guy, but he's actually built a lot of his businesses on the backs of the little guy. Yeah, Kellyanne. You know, Donald Trump the other day said that, it quote, if he tells a soldier to commit a war crime, the soldier will just go do it. And I don't think Donald Trump uh, uh, has, has even read the Constitution, knows what's in the Constitution. Of course not. A toxic mix of demagoguery and mean-spiritedness nonsense sounds like terror buster show i just cannot support donald trump <laughs> oh, donald bitch. trump is a delusional narcissist and an orange-faced windbag donald trump is a con artist he doesn't know the difference between truth and lies he lies practically every word that comes out of his mouth i think he's a kook i think he's crazy i think he's unfit for office look at that it sounds like they were listening to Tarabuster. Where's their integrity? They have no integrity. Now, this is, I mean, as much as we beat up on the Democrats, and we do, of course, too, but I don't know. What do you think? First of all, a, a con man like Trump would never 
be elevated to the standard bearer of the party. And Democrat, I don't see Democrats being such uh, spineless sycophants. And the iron—it's not an irony. It's the well—it's just the way Republicans are. Everything they accuse us of, they accuse Democrats of, and normal people of. They—that's what they are. They—they're uh, accusing us of worshiping Obama. It's because they—that's what they're capable of. We—we we never worshipped Obama. Oh, then there was the Bernie cult. Nobody's in a Bernie cult. We we like his policies. As soon as Bernie, how many people who were for Bernie didn't vote for Hillary? Right? I mean, some we had some Bernie Trump voters. They people weren't just doing everything Bernie said. It's because it's it's what they are. Yeah. Anyway, well, they're freaks, and they and I don't know if you saw Jenny Thomas is a speaking of freaks. She used to be in a, in a cult apparently. <laughs> I, I mean, not just the Trump cult. Now she's in the she's in a Trump cult, but. Imagine, let me, if any of the spouses of any of the Supreme Court justices or anybody in the halls of power behaved like Ginny Thomas. Well, I've had it up to here with hearing about Hunter Biden's laptop. But Ginny Thomas is in the midst of a coup. She was trying to get the Republicans to complete their coup for a con man in this cult. Well, apparently, here's from NBC News in the 80s. Ginny Thomas had a, move, had a moment of clarity. She realized she had fallen in with a group she considered a cult and sought to be deprogrammed from it. She said in decades-old remarks obtained by NBC News, Thomas's involvement with LifeSpring, an organization advertising training seminars purporting to help participants unlock un almost superhuman potential, left her wondering what it was all about, what it was about herself that allowed her to be drawn in. Because she's a weak-minded bitch. Dumb bitch, I guess. I don't know. That's in my my psych two two oh one analysis. I say she's a weak minded, dumb, 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 but bitch, bitch. Is that misogynist to call her a dumb bitch? <sighs> I don't know. Probably not. I would say no. I'm going with no on that one. Her successful deprogramming, considered a controversial tactic, led her to become a vigorous anti-cult crusader. What happened? For years, she was deeply involved with the nation's largest anti-cult organization, assisting in setting up workshops for congressional staffers to combat groups like LifeSpring. Oh, so much for gratitude, Ginny. They teach you to unlock your human potential, and then you give... 
You turn your back on them? I guess you won't let that happen again with Trump, with this latest cult. When you come away from a cult, she said, you've got to find a balance in your life as far as getting involved with fighting the cult or exposing it. Thomas told attendees at a 1986 Cult Awareness Network panel. And kind of the other angle is getting a sense of yourself and what was it that made you get into that group and what open questions are there that still need to be answered. Why is Ginny Thomas anywhere near anyone with power? You know, all of them, they're corrupt. Government is not a mechanism for good for them. It is a means to line their own pockets and entrench personal power. They couldn't give a shit about you or me or any of the American sheeple. If they did, why did Reagan take the solar panels off the White House? Why did he want us to be Big Oil's bitch? And if they really cared, do you think that George Bush would have lied us into a war based on lies? Because they wanted to topple a government because they wanted to get at the oil. And how many have to die? for that. How many died because of their greed? It never stops. It's difficult to reconcile Thomas then and now for people who worked with her in the height of her anti-cult activism through the 80s said in interviews. Really? After she spent years trying to expose cults, these people found Thomas's effort to promote outlandish plans to overturn the 2020 results particularly in the text messages and emails, they found it surprising. Really? All right. Hold on a second. All right. This is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. Unapologetic liberal talk. YouTube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster. Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Crazy. <laughs> That's good. Winston on the chat. Ginny Thomas reminds me of Angela Lansbury in the Manchurian Candidate, except scarier. Yes, because she's real. Right? <laughs> Ginny Thomas was out there active in the 80s and 90s, and then she really went on a different path, says Rick Ross. Prominent experts on cult and a former deprogrammer who knew Thomas through her anti cult activism. I admire the work she did in the 80s, and she should be given credit for that. Yeah, okay. Well, when we start giving Republicans credit for every other filthy lie, we'll start giving them credit for being right once in a decade. Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Uncle Clarence Thomas, a.k.a. her best friend... You think these people, this bitch was trying to foment a coup. She was trying to give the coup some, the legal veneer it, they were trying to, uh, trying to find. And um, you think she wasn't talking to her best friend about it? 
who, if he had any integrity, which he doesn't, he would recuse himself from anything that had anything to do with her. But of course he didn't and won't and will never. They, they don't have any integrity. They're just in the halls of power to make the rich richer and line their own pockets while turning us into uh, the goddamn handmaid's tale. Slash, uh, I don't know, I guess we're like any, pick a fascist state. Hungry. You don't go to Hungary. Could you imagine? It's just, it's so beyond the pale that these traders literally went to Hungary for their CPAC conference. This is a conference where their, their, their con man, less vote getting standard bearer calls in to, you know, they all make an appearance there and they're, they're, they're in Hungary. They're learning. I mean, they, God help us if, if they win in the midterms. Let me see. Two debunked conspiracies Thomas referenced in her in the aftermath of the 2020 election were first embraced by QAnon. One theory involves claims that Democrats and other election officials were being arrested and shipped off to Guantanamo Bay. Another is the idea that then-President Donald Trump had watermarked mail-in ballots so he can track voter fraud, a claim that is both false and implausible. Still, QAnon followers spread both claims online following the November 3rd vote. And references appear in QAnon-connected videos, social media posts, and message boards. Jesus Christ. In text messages to Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, in the days after November 3rd, she wrote, Ballot fraud conspirators were being arrested and detained. Can you believe this bitch? For ballot fraud right now. And in the coming days, they will be living in barges off Gitmo to face military tribunals for sedition. This is the wife of Uncle Clarence Thomas. Be afraid, everybody. Be a freaking afraid. How do we get how did we get here with all of these kooks? who flew out of the belfry and now they flew out of the belfry and into the halls of power? How did we get here? With all of these kooks, Marjorie Perjury Trader Green, Uncle Clarence Thomas, Lauren Banned from the Bowling Alley Bolbert, SugarDaddyMeat.com Bolbert, all of them, Ted freaking Cruz. How? How? Cancun Cruz. How did we get here? Louder milk giving tours on January 5th. Surveillance tour. How did we fucking get here? And uh, how? How is anybody going to vote for them? How 
I don't get it. Somebody wake me up when, uh, when it's over. There, and there go, and here, turn on any corporate media channel. You, you'll hear, oh, gas prices, oh, Joe Biden, oh, inflation. Pay no attention to the treason, the kooks, the freaks, the geeks, the traitors, the seditionists, the violent monsters, the right-wing ghouls, the, the, the illegitimacy of the tyranny of the minority. But, oh, they might win. What's Joe Biden going to do about this worldwide fucking problem of inflation? What's he going to do? Maybe he can go booga booga woogie booga 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 and it'll disappear. A bunch of infants. I guess, you know, maybe it's we don't, we just lack the maturity to function in a democracy. Maybe it's too late. I know I have the ability to function. Maybe it's just too late for the rest of us. For the majority. Because we have mealy mouth Democrats who don't want who don't fight. Who are too busy picking out Bible quotes. Dueling Bible quotes. Who fucking cares about Bible quotes? Is that, I didn't send you into the, to, to Congress to quote the Bible. God damn it. If I want to quote the Bible, I'll go to Sunday school. I don't need to quote the Bible in a congressional hearing. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Oh, but then, oh, I mean... What are you going to do? Oh, gas prices, gas prices. And people don't give a shit. They only care about their pocketbooks. But let's not connect the dots there either that we live in the least upwardly mobile country with the widest income gap. And, and maybe people would be able to get through the bumps and the ups and downs of an economy that a, after a goddamn worldwide pandemic... If they had savings and living wages and retirement security and health care. Like, I mean, I don't know. Isn't that what the damn general welfare? Promote the general welfare. But if gas prices go up $2 and you have to choose between food and gas, get the fuck out of here. You think that this thing is functioning. You think it's working. The whole thing. It's not the... What, 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 the, what do the Republicans want to do? What's the answer? More drilling? More drilling leases? How, how, how come they're not drilling on the 9,000 leases they already have? And what about... What did Bernie Sanders just say? Wait... The last time Bernie Sanders gas prices. It's about it's price gouging. Yeah. Let's see. Sanders in Chicago blasts oil company over gas prices, pass a windfall profits tax on these crooks, he says. 
And they should. And why, why do the Republicans vote against the price gouging bill? Where is it? During this pandemic, during the breakdown of supply chains, during this terrible war in Ukraine, what the corporate world has done is use all of, the, all of that to substantially raise prices in America, Sanders told a crowd. And why doesn't Joe Biden tell everybody the same thing? And Because it, it's the truth. Pass a windfall profits tax on these crooks. Tonight, right here in this great city, we're bringing people together to tell the ruling class of this country we are sick and tired of their greed. And we're not going to take it anymore, he said. Wait, I pulled out my earpiece. But I was trying to find the stat, because... They were saying the last time gas is there, the oil was at this price. Gas prices were three something a gallon. So it makes sense. If if gas prices are now $5 a gallon and oil, a barrel of oil is the same price it was when gas prices were $3 a gallon... It makes you, kind of confirms the fact that they're, they're doing it on purpose. So I think they do it to fuck the Democrats, too, because they want Republicans in office because they want, you know, they want the, they want no progress on climate change. They want solar panels ripped down from sea to shining sea. They want us choking on oil. They don't give a shit because they'll be dead. And they don't care what kind of country, what kind of world they leave to the next generation. They All they care about is them now. It's like Trump, you know. That's all he cares about is himself now. I, who's going to... Who's going to suck his smaller than average Mario Kart looking whatever the hell he's got there? You know, who's going to let them grab them by the pussy and what what, he's got, what cow carcass he's going to shove in his gullet? What greasy shit? I mean, he looks like shit. I don't know if you've seen him lately. He looks, he looks very not good, which is pleasing to me, of course. And I, I mean, yeah, when Republican, when America wins, Republicans are upset, and when America is struggling, Republicans are rejoicing, which you know, says everything you want to know about them. In fact, where was this? Who? Oh, Kevin McCarthy today on Twitter. Uh, gone. Everything's gone by the wayside, as we know. But apparently Joe Biden is going to Saudi Arabia, as we know. Um, I'm whatever. You know how I feel, but. 
And Kevin McCarthy was like, oh, Joe Biden is taking a 10-hour flight nonstop to Saudi Arabia and blah, blah. Oh, here we go. A 12-hour nonstop international flight. That's how far President Biden would rather travel to plead for Saudi Arabian oil than simply issue more drilling permits to producers here at home. They have nine fucking thousand permits they're not using. Okay? Um, and I guess bo- gone are the good old days of politics ends at the water's edge. And when the president leaves the country to go on a diplomatic visit to another country, you don't sit and tweet yeah, he'd rather do you know what I mean? You little child. You tiny, tiny fucker. They don't give a shit anymore. There's no there's no decorum. God. Ah. I hate them all. I hate them all. Oh look. Here on on uh, on Fox News, they're upset. Fox News are there. David Feldman, I want to point out these were not low-level people working for Colbert. We can confirm that Jake Plunkett is a senior producer and director oh my of God. the show. Josh Comers is a writer. Allison Martinez is an associate producer. Oh yes, what us? You see, he um, this traitor. Uh, what's his name? Water? Is that Jesse Waters? On the 50th anniversary of the Watergate break-in, Representative Adam Schiff's cronies sneak in Stephen Colbert's staffers to provide unauthorized reconnaissance tours of Republicans' offices throughout Capitol Hill. Are you, so you're, what, the, what they're saying is that somehow that... I guess we're, it's both sides. What about ism? So Stephen Colbert gets a tour of the Capitol, and that means that Loudermouth, or whatever the fuck his name is, giving a reconnaissance tour be, the, the day before the insurrection that was plotted and planned by the traitor in the White House, that uh, that's the same thing. Well, get back to me, Waters, when the staff of the Stephen Colbert show um, lead an insurrection into the Republican offices. Like, what are they doing in the Republican offices? Nothing. You see what I'm saying? How are we going to survive this? The filth, the lies, the treason, it never stops. And we're here because of the consolidated media and we have silos of information. Half of the country is listening to this bullshit instead of Tarabuster. Unreal. Who's that? Tara, how much fascism will you need? Just dial 1-800-REPUBLICAN. What does that mean? I don't understand. I don't understand. 
well, anyway, here's another article I wanted to read. Right-wing America's obsession with glorifying traitors from the Boston Globe. From the Confederacy to the Capitol insurrection, conservatives keep elevating champions of white supremacy, which is because they're traitors. It's not just white supremacy, it's treason. There are a bunch of freaking traitors who can't handle a democracy because they're racists. It comes down to being racist, being too weak, immoral, greed-centered, selfish, to share a multi-racial democratic republic with people who are different than them. Did, Did I say anything wrong? A week before the statues of Confederate generals Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson were taken down in Charlottesville, the former president of the United States uplifted another traitor. Remember, he said, who shot Ashley Babbitt? Asked, July, asked, asked the con man during his July 3rd rally in Florida. We saw, we all saw the hand. We saw the gun. Well, it was, it was somebody with darker pigment. You know, if that were on the other side, if the person did that shooting, would be strung up and hung, okay? Now, they don't want to give a name. It's a terrible thing, right? Shot, boom. What a piece of sh- dirt. Babbitt was shot and killed by a Capitol Police officer. Six months after her death, the right-wing effort to falsely recast Babbitt as a freedom fighter instead of a woman so radicalized by the traitors on Fox News and social media that extremist conspiracy theories ultimately consumed her, like Ginny Thomas and perjury traitor Green. Republican legislators don't want a full investigation of this deadly insurrection, but are promoting mendacious up-is-down narrative where the terrorists are tourists, sedition is patriotism, and tyranny is democracy. When Babbitt died, far-right extremists believed they had found their own George Floyd. Right? That's an, oh my God, it never stops. If this country can demand justice for someone like George Floyd, someone like, because, you know, fuck it. That's Marjorie Trader Greene. Um, Someone like George, because George Floyd had a drug problem. So we shouldn't care. He should be, he should have had his neck, his breathing cut, cut off. You know, somebody should have stepped on his neck years ago and just snuffed him out, right? But Ashley Babbitt, on the other hand, a kook, a freaking kook like Ginny Thomas, who hates America, who hates this country, who is so duped, who, do, who doesn't know up from down. We all need to know who that is. Someone like George Floyd. How dare you? Oh, my God. All right, guys, this is the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show. If you can, keep the show going and growing. Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Give the show a good review on iTunes. Hang out at YouTube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster, and we will win. 
because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together, we win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you soon. All right, I'm back. So this is an article I said from the Boston Globe, but I didn't say it's from Renee Graham. So, and uh, Renee Graham writes, someone like George Floyd, Taylor Greene said, as if he is undeserving of justice. Well, that's the way it is in fascism. You say, the other day, who's that, who's that young black man that was killed and the, let me see, who's, I mean, was so many to pick from, right? The cop was just charged with second degree mur- murder. Degree murder. Yeah, Christopher Schur was fired from the Grand Rapids Police Force for shooting a a young black man in a uh, shooting him in the head after a traffic stop. And I watched the video on YouTube of this incident. And of course, it's incredibly disturbing. But what I, what was more disturbing to me were were the comments in the in the, you know, that people posted on YouTube. That's scumbags posted, fascists, pricks, people who are un who are unfit to function in a free democratic society, and. They're like he. So they were saying things like he gave him every opportunity to comply, and um, you know he whatever you know uh, basically giving this cop a a pass. And so if you watch the video, the kid is like he's not listening to the cop, and he's he said why you pull me over, and he's like your plate is different. It's from a different car or something. And can I have your license and registration? And it's like it's in the car. And the guy, the kid looks confused, frankly. And somehow they start, he starts running and the cop starts chasing him. And they are struggling. And then the struggling continues and the guy takes out his taser and the the kid grabs it and he's like let go of the taser let go of the taser so he's he hits the taser to the ground so it doesn't hit him and then they they fall on the floor and they're they start he's on, the cops on top of the guy and he takes out his gun and shoots him in the fucking back of the head and the people in the chat are like uh, good shot, things like that. Just horrible, abhorrent. And so as someone with lighter pigment, I, I don't know what it's like to be pulled over as somebody with darker pigment. Why somebody, why, why somebody would run? Of course, you know, there's a, you have a whole history of being abused. So all of that is taken into consideration. If I I don't know what that's like, of course, but the the bottom line is what do you mean? 
good shot. And, uh, and they were all, not all, but many coming to the defense of this cop as if he should have taken out his gun and shot this kid in the back of the head. And I don't know about you, but I, I, when was the last time um, having the wrong plate on a on a on your car was a it was an executable offense it's like i don't i didn't think that was a capital offense it's like selling lucy cigarettes but it and i wrote on the i wrote a comment saying it's there is it is no wonder this country is uh the country's democracy is dying because these people don't seem to understand that Regardless of what this person did, if he ran from the cops, it's so what? Calling back up. And it's not like he's public enemy number one. Who is, I mean, whatever. You'll get him later if he ran. You have the car there. His friend is sitting there. Call for backup. There's no reason to shoot the friggin' guy. But the the main the they have no idea what freedom is you see and i'm not saying like there shouldn't be consequences for somebody who doesn't comply and doesn't has that that has the wrong plate on a car or whatever but that's why we have laws that's the constitution i mean it goes back to king john in uh, the, the the magna carta you know, people fought, bled, and died for the right to have your day in court. So when a cop pulls you over, if you, even if you're in the wrong, they don't get to fucking execute you on the street like a goddamn animal. And people like, oh, good shot. I mean, it was so offensive. But more, it's, it's not just more, but it's, the whole thing is offensive. But not just the, the dead life, the life that is lost senselessly, stupidly, but the gloating about it, the indifference, you know, the indifference to the pain of the family of that person, good shot, fuck you. Of course, they wouldn't ever get have themselves in a position like that, right? Of course, when, if a cop pulls them over, they want all of the, the rights and protections, but not for, not for somebody else. And that's... So what? He resisted arrest. Does that mean you shoot him in the back of the head on the street? That's what it means to live in a free society, you see. That cops don't, they, they, it's not, cops aren't the roving execution squad. They're not the judge, jury, and executioner. That if you commit a crime, the cops um, take you to your day in court. where you see a judge and then the judge decides and you, and if necessary a jury of your peers that's how that's why so many people fought bled and died 
not so, you know not so we live in a country where we have roaming execution squads. One guy can just execute somebody because he's he's struggling with him. Oh, I was in fear. I was fear of my life. Only one person had a gun, and the entire mechanism of the state behind him. Call for backup. Oh, we got a runner here. I don't know. It's just, it's incredible to me. The, but the, it's the dancing on somebody's grave and the complete ignorance of what freedom actually is. What, what, what a constitution actually is. A constitution for me, but a uh, bullet in the back of the head for thee, right? Depending on the pigment. And so what? I mean, I don't know. The, the person um, didn't behave as I would behave. You know, I would not run from the cop. But I don't know what was going on in this person's head. They looked confused, frankly. And I don't know. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, haiku on the chat. Republicans want forced birth, birth to provide more fodder for the executions. It's, it's crazy because they don't, they don't get it. So, but nobody's telling them either. We have a whole, um, of course, propaganda network telling them that uh, they're the ones under assault, you know, the white people, and, and, and telling them that the, you know, what freedom is. What is freedom? The freedom to, to do things like that. The freedom to shoot somebody in the back of the head. The freedom to shoot up a school, I guess. I don't know. The freedom to own a, an assault weapon. That's your freedom. As far as actual freedoms guaranteed by the Constitution, they, don't, they have no clue. So, yeah, I mean, okay, the, the person was in the wrong, but that doesn't mean he gets executed. It's, it's unreal. Uh, and this, I just can't handle it sometimes. I really can't. The it, it gets me very, I don't know. I, it makes me hopeless. It makes me feel hopeless for the, for the future of the country. Because nobody is telling them. No one is educating them. And it never stops, too. It will never stop until somebody gets up there and says that. Okay, so what if he's in the wrong? So what? That doesn't mean you get to execute him in the street. One guy doesn't get to do that, even though, because he's wearing a badge. If anything, he, he should be even more aware of somebody's rights. We, we give you cops guns because... Yeah, they're supposed to the, treat them, treat the community with more respect. So what? Okay, he ran. 
I don't know. It's not a capital offense. They'll get them later. I keep thinking about there was a cop that pulled over Ted Bundy. He didn't get shot in the back of the head. He, and Ted Bundy ran. And they struggled and they rolled around and Ted Bundy went for the cop's gun. The cop hit him in the face, punched him out. He didn't shoot him in the back of the head, but he was white, I guess. So that was different. It's incredible, though. Just shooting somebody in the back of the head. And he pulled, he gets his gun, he pulls it out deliberately, and boom! Fucking outrageous. So we'll see what happens there. Because, uh, yeah, he's, I think he's, he pled, he pleads not guilty. Yeah, that's it. Grand Rapids police officer who shot Patrick Loya pleads not guilty to second-degree murder. Yeah, he'll probably get off, so. Let's be prepared. We got Kyle. He'll be a hero. He'll be a hero at the next CPAC when they have full fascist control. Oh, my God. And here. Oh, my God. Oh, look at this. Uh, Here's Donald Trump Jr. talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. Other than his father was the guy making decisions for American policy over there. Our press won't even ask, do you think, like, us being on the verge of World War III, do you think our decision-making could be being influenced by the fact that there's plenty more out there that we don't even know about? I mean, there doesn't seem to be an enemy country of the United States that doesn't somehow have a Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. Get me out of here. And look at the lower third on Newsmax. New revelations come from Hunter's, Hunter's evil laptop. Evil laptop. Get me the fuck out of this country, world. Where, 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 where's my, I don't know, where's my future wife in Ireland? Get me out of here. We haven't met, but I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Hunt, that's a lower third on a, on a so-called news network. New revelations from Hunter's evil laptop. What is this? What is this, Friday the 13th? Remember that show? Where they would have cursed objects at the at the pawn shop or whatever? At the... Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Yes, that's right. Ted Bundy was a Republican voter who was later put to death. That's true. He was a Republican... He was a rising star in the Republican Party. At the time, he worked for the Republican governor of uh, of Washington State. But then people will say, well, uh, John Wayne Gacy was a big Democrat. He was. That's true. But let me see. I think I... Uh, did we ever talk about this? Republican and Democratic serial killers. There's a list. But, of course, there are so many 
so many on one. Eighty percent of serial serial killers are Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that makes sense. A poll finds that eighty percent of serial killers vote Republican. Let's see. Washington, D.C., Ed Gain, Ted Bundy, David Berkowitz, John Wayne Gacy, D- Jeffrey Dahmer. For decades, those names and the names of dozens of others have stalked the American consciousness until recently when terrorists became the boogeymen of our nation. The serial killer was the monster of our nightmares, the demon of our subconscious. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Even in the face of global terrorism... There is something deeply disturbing about the serial killer that continues to discuss the, the blah, 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 blah. Okay, okay, get to the bottom of this. Psychological questions aside, a new poll has indicated that the general population in the United States may have more in common with serial killers than previously believed, namely political leaning. A new poll of living and deceased Serial killers has shown that upwards of 80% lean towards conservative ideals and the majority routinely voted Republican. (laughs) Something becoming more and more common. That's what it says through the United States. Shut the fuck up. Across the board, serial killers are predominantly conservative in their political leanings. That's true because they hate themselves ultimately well they hate life and they hate you know and they're selfish gary ridgeway dennis Rader, and pro and they're sick you know they have sick they're sick and repressed and fucked up in my that's what i used to write in my psych 201 papers uh, and probably the biggest name of all ted bundy were all active in the republican party Quizzing other killers shows the same thing, that a vast majority vote Republican, said the lead pollster David Quick. We gain no analysis from this. It garners us no insight into the workings of the minds of conservative politicians or serial killers. But it is an overwhelming majority because serial killers come from diverse backgrounds and possess vastly different IQs. They appear to have nothing in common save their conservative ideals and their need to kill. So, and their desire to butcher people. It's compelling data to be sure. Reportedly, um, David Berkowitz had never voted, but actively supported independent Ross Perot in the 1992 presidential election. 80% is extremely high, considering that it's roughly 50-50 in the general population. Right? That's true. In the serial killer population, though, it's it's overwhelmingly 80%? Wow. It could be the feeling of control, self-entitlement, or some other deep-set psychological rationale But what it really means is opportunity, especially in today's political climate, said a political analyst, Gabriel Kinsey. The Republicans are certainly on a roll and, uh, well, this, when was this article written? Hmm. I can't find it. Okay, let's see, let's see. 
the momentum is on their side. They're saying, help, God help us. One name often mentioned in Republican circles is Jeffrey Dahmer, who officials believe would help bring in younger voters. And the case for Dahmer is complicated by his death in 94. True, there aren't as many serial killers in the United States like that. Like the Democratic Party has... Wait, what is it? True, there aren't all that many serial killers in the United States. But like the Democratic Party has Hollywood, which is equally limited by securing this support that minority could speak. I don't know. I'm reading this sentence exactly how, how it's written, and it makes no sense. That the majority could speak with a very loud voice and add significant weight to growing power of conservatives in this country. Add to that fact that there are up to 300 serial killers throughout the world right now, a big chunk of them, undoubtedly in the U.S. Oh, God. This was written in 2012, and their support could help tilt 2012. (laughs) You got to get that serial killer constituency. Well, they got that locked down, right? Uh-huh. Is that true? Let's see. Anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm finding other the red state murder problem and yeah, not many. Not many uh I remember seeing this article about that. And they had a list of all serial killers and they had all of their... And it, was, it was overwhelming. Overwhelmingly. They are overwhelmingly right-wingers. Oh, look at this from the Los Angeles Times. What a surprise. As... Right-wing violence spread. Republicans duck responsibility. Like everything. The killing of 10 people at the top supermarket. This was from May. Uh, Another issue deserves at least uh, much, as at least much public scrutiny, the unwillingness, perhaps inability of the Republican Party to confront the growth of right-wing violence and the toleration, even outright support it gets amongst a significant share of the party's voters. Yeah. It's unreal. And we'll never stop until we stop it legally and peacefully. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really sick of it. And as we began the show with this article about how undermining of abortion rights is extremely rare and goes hand in hand with creeping authoritarianism, you don't see this happening in other countries, right? You don't see the nonstop attack on women's rights. Few countries have eroded existing abortion access laws in the 21st century. Among them, 
Poland, Nicaragua, and the United States. That the changes in established law came at times of political turmoil like that currently facing the United States. In Nicaragua, President Daniel Ortega passed a total abortion ban in 2006 as part of an increasing authoritarian platform. Poland's 2020 near-total abortion ban came at a moment after one of the country's top justices said the country was moving fast toward an authoritarian regime. Poland's law is now one of the most restrictive bans on abortion in Europe. And nine organizations have filed interventions with organizations like Amnesty International on behalf of women in the country. Jesus Christ. We don't necessarily always include reproductive freedom in that package of democracy, said um, Anna Kumar, the head of a global nonprofit for reproductive rights, but we should because this is a place where authoritarian regimes often go. If not at first, quickly, pretty quickly afterward. Well, I mean, all everywhere we look, We've been warned. Authoritarianism, creeping, it's not creeping. The United States, as we said, is on the list of backsliding democracies for the first time. Why isn't that on every crawl? That should be on the crawl in Times Square, nonstop. But according to some right-wingers, they like it like that. They want it like that. And... It's we, we tick off all the 15 characteristics of fascism. We've been doing that since George W. Bush. <clears throat> like, here's another one. MAGA candidate Mark Burns says, those promoting LGBTQ indoctrination, quote-unquote, should be executed for treason. Now, he's not alone. W- this has been epidemic. Mark Burns, an unabashed Christian nationalist MAGA pastor who is running for Congress in South Carolina, declared that if he is elected, he will reinstate the House Un-American Activities Committee. This is what we have to look forward to. So that government can start executing people guilty of treason. I wish. Okay? But how about guilty? Just guilty of seditious conspiracy who does burns believe is guilty of treason but while merrick the meek does what is he doing he he um he dithers and fox news jerks off into hunter biden's laptop again and again hunter biden somebody who has no position of power in the government Unlike the uh, Trump spawns, who is, uh, I mean, these are traitors, but okay. Um, the, the, there's a tour, somebody, the Colbert report, not the Colbert report, the Stephen Colbert show writers and executive producers got a tour of the Capitol, whatever, and uh, of the Capitol in general, and uh, the fascists at Fox News are presenting it as they're taking reconnaissance of Republican offices. 
they have no integrity. Yeah, it's the anniversary of Watergate, but where are the Republicans that say that ever said to Trump, "It's over, booby"? Days after the con man incited an insurrection that he had been plotting for months and months and months, the leader of the of the filth party went and kissed his ass in Mara Moron. During an appearance on the Stu Peters show, Burns was asked by a guest host what he would do to fight LGBTQ indoctrination. Fuck you. Nobody indoctrinates people into being gay, but here we go again, you know? I, I don't have enough air in my lungs to continue to, to, to respond to the same old shit. No wonder we can't get anywhere in this country. We can't, we can't progress because we're constantly being dragged into the sewer of the mania of conservatism. If that's even the word, it's not conservatism, it's fascism. LGBTQ indoctrination. I've been hearing this forever and ever. Oh, if you that that gay people are are indoctrinating youth. I wish, I wish that's all it took. There'd be a lot more of us running around. These people, you know what it is that uh, that just tells me this guy Mark Burns is a closet case. He he thinks. It's all, yeah, being gay is all down to indoctrination, and he's been strong enough, quote-unquote, to resist it. Because he really wants to fuck a dude. He wants to have a man's arms around him, and I wish he, he really needs that. He does. So he can stop, stop inflicting his manias on the world. And... Some big dude can just hug him and he can cry. Let it all out, Mark. It's okay. We start from today. Start now. The past is the past. Let's just move forward. If elected to Congress, yes, uh, Burns replied that the LGBTQ agenda represents a national security threat. Oh, we're back to that again. I thought that that only happened when gays were forced into the closet. I think who's who who's more of a threat to national security? A bunch of filthy fascists on Fox News or gay people who are living their lives. They're just out there, you know, going antiquing and having movie night. Jesus Christ. Look at this. Here we go. A national security, and therefore anyone promoting it is guilty of treason and should be executed. Well, that sounds like a fucking rational frame of thought. I vote to make sure that those parents be held for child abuse. And this guy will get votes. This will be another Marjorie Perjury Trader Green. 
There is no such thing as trans kids, says this this ghost of the dark ages. There are only abusive parents who are pushing that evil, evil sexual orientation onto their child's mind. Well, it makes me think that he's... He is something, you know, he's, he, he's evil. What? But I wonder, you know, I want to make sure those parents have been held accountable. Uh, these people need to, they need to be crushed legally and peacefully and put in the, in the sewer where they belong. Not, they, nobody needs to read a Bible quote to them. They wouldn't know the Bible if it, I don't know if Trump uh, grabbed it by the pussy. Um, I I can't even. We should start putting some of these parents in jail for abusing their child's minds. No, that's what you do, Republicans, when you force kids to want to kill themselves because you don't accept the fact that some people are gay some people are trans, some people aren't. And if we all just live and let effing live, and you keep your filthy, dark age, sick mind out of people's lives, that's why we want your, your bastardization of religion out of our secular government. God. Oh, the other thing I was at the w- during the January sixth hearing, when they were talking to that one of the Republicans, or like, um, you know, one of the the Mike Pence's counsel, and they were like, "Yes, we're originalists. We are we are strict originalists again with this originalism, as if this is a a normal thing. That's normal." originalism even the founders weren't originalists you fucking morons but they use that they 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 wrap their bullshit in their archaic outdated dark ages view in this veneer of legitimacy by calling it originalism the founders that's why they made the constitution a living document otherwise they would have said this is written in stone because everything that comes after us, you need to follow us because we're absolutely perfect. And then the guy was saying that Pence, I, I, I couldn't even believe it, was saying that when he, he wants to, when he dies, he wants to go to heaven and meet the founders because he wants to meet the people who made such a perfect, document get the fuck out of here they knew it wasn't perfect they knew that they were they were men not gods and if you that's what you think then honor them by uh keeping your your stupid sky spook out of our government like they asked you to in our founding documents and and don't look at it like uh sacrosanct my god my god help us listen 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 this is tara devlin come on guys 
This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. Do you like this show? I don't know. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Before I get sick saying it another 50 times. Because we will win. Eventually. Maybe, I'll, hopefully I'll be alive to see it. Because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. Bye. Oh, boy. All right. Well, you guys are... Thank you, Jim, again, for your lone super chat. Well, we had Richard earlier in the other show. So, yeah, I don't know. I got to do more shows. It's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. And I want to thank you all. Yeah, I don't know, man. What's wrong with their brains? I don't know. I don't get it. I, I I wish somebody would listen to me. I wish the Democrats would listen to me. And stop, stop, stop with the Bible quote. Stop. Well, I mean, if you feel that's, you know, if that's you, okay. But take it, you know, get it out of my my hearing. Of And uh, also, stop validating Fox News. They need to be dealt with as the propaganda channel it is. It needs to be constantly vilified. And, uh, you know, uh, we have so much work to do. All right. Well, you know the situation on Friday, so I can't hang out much longer like I do during the week. But, well, I don't know. Become a patron at patreon.com. And yes, I know. We will always have each other, Winston. Thank you. And I, I appreciate that. So, there's so many more. We, uh, Yeah, more shows are good. Yes, haiku. I agree. We'll see. Hopefully this week. I don't know. It's very difficult. Because I got to do other things to get the... Keep the lights on in Tara Buster Studio. So. Oh, God. Start having progressive Democrats as your guests. I try. No, I do try. Like who? I'll, I'll try harder. All right. Well, we'll see. Maybe I'll get Robin Kincaid to come on the show one night. At least. And I've been asking Mike Malloy. There's always shit coming up. I should ask him again. I got to get him on the fucking show. It's getting ridiculous. Okay. Where's the producer tonight? He's in the bedroom. <laughs> Locked in the bedroom with Ray. Both of them are in there. Where's Francis? Francis. Francis is around somewhere. Francis? I thought maybe if I changed my tone, he'd come. Francis. Come here, Francis. Where's my boo boo? Francis, come here, honey. I see him. He's laying down. Francis, come here, boo. What are you doing? 
He's just staring at me. He's not moving. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. And, uh, yeah, we're going to win, but I got to go. And uh, it's already 11 anyway. And thank you for your support and also for helping me with the beginning of the show and everything. Love to see Robin. Also love when Poppy joins. I know. I asked Poppy. She was, she was, actually had COVID. So we'll see how she's doing. We'll get Poppy on maybe this week. See how she's feeling. All right, my friends. Thank you so much, as always. And remember, we do have the Discord page. You can hang out and send me messages and post pictures of your your Francis. You know what I'm saying. And yeah, my name is Tara Devil. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Try getting Nicole Sandler. Yes. Oh, thank you, Covert White Rabbit, for your super chat right under the radar. I will. I should reach out to Nicole. I will. Maybe I will. And others. Okay. Yeah, you're right, Nicole Sandler. Why not? Why the hell not? I'm sure she would. All right. Thank you, guys. Yes. All right. I got to go. My name is Tara Devil. Thank you for hanging out. We stick together. We win. I'll see you very soon. <laughs>